The following program is intended for mature audiences. Thought it's this was the flesh, one. It's flesh wound after dark time. I am Night Eyes Security Officer Dan mm-hmm. here today to introduce to you to uh, producer Todd Lawyer. We're holding down the fort tonight, keeping the ladies safe. Oh yeah. What's up, Todd? I thought maybe this was the one you wouldn't do it. Wasn't this one? <laughs> Am I just going to be classy all of a sudden? I'm just, you got to, you got to draw on the ladies, Todd. The ladies, people will just stop listening if I don't do sexy voice. They'll stop. I mean, come on, Todd. It'd just be like taking, uh, you know, Shannon Tweed and Tanya Roberts out of it. Like, let's just, let's just cast, let's just cast Kathy Bates. She's a good actress. It won't matter. People will still watch. No, they wouldn't. And they wouldn't watch us if I didn't do sexy voice. Just be lucky. I'm going to show up in HPK gear. I'm going to get the glasses, and I'm going to have the same outfit, Todd. So what are we talking about tonight, Dan? We're, we're talking about the Night Eyes franchise, Todd. Uh, yes, a continuation of our erotic thriller series that we've been doing here on Flesh Wound After Dark. Uh, they've been incredibly popular shows, so it's, it's awesome to know that there's people out there like us that do enjoy these so much. In fact... Body Chemistry, I believe, is our most listened to show of all time. <laughs> so that tells you something. And uh, so that's up to you, Night Eyes fans, to get this to be our number one show of all times. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, if maybe Body Chemistry wins the war, I don't know. We'll, this, we'll this was my most anticipated series for the erotic thrillers. Uh, yes, absolutely. This is one of the Titans. Um, because I still remember that Prism VHS tape, I believe it was, for two. Well, we're and talking I, about one first. I'm pulling out well, one. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not jumping into the movies yet. Uh, but, yes, I mean, you can imagine young Dan going to the video store. And, like, so I probably just stood there and drooled for, like, ten minutes. F- figured out how I was going to bullshit my parents. Like, it... it it's like a James Bond or something. Whatever. <laughs> That's more or less what I do. I'd grab Dan, I hate like... to tell you this. They knew. <laughs> they knew. No, they did it. Actually, I, I, I'm not going to say how young I was, but uh, <laughs> I come up with some of the most ridiculous. Wait, wait, wait. Why wouldn't crap. you say how young you were? How old were you when you were watching it? No one's gonna I don't know exactly, but young. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, not again, not that there were certainly worse things that I bullshitted my way into watching from the video store. It'd be like just something like, why, why, why exactly does he want to rent this Shakespearean period piece? Because I heard it, they had boobs in it. But that's not what I'd say. I was just like, you know what? I'm just really interested. I think I might major in that someday. You know? Yeah. So I, I had some really compelling lies about movies. Like, what is this? <laughs> just be like, 
it, it's like a James Bond spy thing. Yeah, Andrew Stevens is like a secret agent, and he's trying to. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure that was more or less what I used to say. Uh, but I should say, Todd, do you know what inspired Night Eyes? Because it's quite a fascinating story how this idea came about. I do not, but I'll let you know later how it inspired me. All right. Well, no, well, this inspired the film. No, I, uh, I understand that. And then okay. I'll tell you after how the film's inspired me. Uh, so, well, first off, Night Eyes was a huge hit. The first Night Eyes was a titan on home video. It made well north of $30 million on a roughly, uh, on a less than million dollar budget. So that gives you an idea once again, just how big these movies were during this golden era of erotic thriller, uh, which will be getting covered very soon on a really, probably my most anticipated movie of uh 2023 is a doc called we love we sorry we kill for love uh from anthony penta which feels like it was tailor-made for flesh wound features we are so excited about this doc it's going to cover uh the golden era of erotic thriller and uh that we've talked about it ages ago even pre-youtube that these films could be better appreciated. And I think they are. It kind of shows that those are our most listened to shows. Yeah. And um, and so- since you brought up brought up We Kill for Love, we should mention the doc will be at the Overlook Film Festival March 30th to April 2nd. So if you're if you can definitely go check it out because we want to let us know. And also you can check the Instagram uh channel for more updates and that is at We Kill for Love. So check them out. They also have a Facebook page, but nice. Yeah. Well, you'll be hearing a lot about that doc. Yeah. We'll probably be fawning over it for many episodes yes. to come, I would imagine. Uh, so, so yes, Night Eyes was, according to a interview from uh, 1997 with Jag Mundra, who is the director of the first film. Uh, we'll be talking a lot about him uh, here in a minute. Uh, so it was apparently inspired by Andrew Stevens, uh, his experience having an affair with Rod Stewart's ex-wife, uh, or well, wife at the time. And as he was exiting the house, a security guard came up to him and just said, good night, uh, Mr. Stevens. <laughs> and he said it, it, he realized that the house was just bugged and like all of this was like probably being recorded so that that's the true the true uh at least according to jack mundra uh that is what inspired night eyes and uh, andrew stevens also has uh, an entire career uh behind the camera as well as a producer writer uh director as we'll get in uh, deeper into this franchise we'll talk about that um so uh, before we, uh, well, I'll talk a little bit more about uh, the directors uh, as we go along. But all right, Night Eyes from 1990, one of the ones that uh, that changed the game, uh, literally, from director Jag Mundra. And in this, a security guard named uh, <clears throat> a security guard named Will Griffith uh, is hired to gather evidence of adultery against the wife of a rock star 
and ends up getting involved with her. They are both they are both thrust into a dangerous situation. Uh, that's a terrible description, but we'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, off the back. <laughs> I was gonna say I I I wish I still had VHS because a lot of this isn't available on DVD anymore. But uh, but yes, thrown into a very dangerous situation with backstabbings and uh, all that good stuff that we love in erotic thrillers. Um, so before I get into the movie itself, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, Jagmundra because if you're if you want to learn about uh, erotic thrillers, of course we've talked already a lot about you know Fred Olin Ray, uh, of course who is a very important name when it comes to erotic thrillers, and we've we've discussed uh, some other directors uh, going going along on this uh, series that we're doing, but Jagmundra and. When he did this in 1990, after that, this is he pretty much was just doing erotic thrillers straight through the 90s. Um, some people may recognize if you're a horror fan, Jag Mundra is known for uh, his uh, 1988 horror film Hack O' Lantern, which is a lot of fun. Also, the 1987 Adrian Adrian Barbeau slasher film Open House. Oh so, yes. For you horror fans that are tuning in to this and maybe don't know a lot about uh, erotic thrillers, that's essentially what Jag Mundra is known for. But he was extremely prolific throughout the 90s with erotic thrillers. Uh, after Night Eyes, he did uh, Last Call with uh, Shannon Tweed and William Katz. Legal Tender, which had Robert Dobby and Tanya Roberts. Also Morton Downey Jr., from uh, uh, who is a body chemistry alumni. Uh, he did The Other Woman, Wild Cactus is one I remember quite well with David yeah. Naughton, L.A. Goddess, Tropical Heat, The Other Man, Improper Conduct, Irresistible Impulse, Tainted Love, and Shades of Grey, just to name some. Uh, he was very prolific when it came to erotic thrillers, and he kind of closed out the 90s with some of those Kama Sutra films. Uh, uh, Jag Mundra had a hell of a career, of course, some Indian director, uh, who uh, sadly passed away in 2011, but uh, we owe him a lot of gratitude for some great video store memories. Um, and yes, yeah, so as I was saying, this was a titan, an absolute titan on home video. It's insane the amount of monies that these were making, at least those those sort of staple films that came out during the early uh, the early wave. And sort of that post-fatal attraction uh, wave. And this also predates Basic Instinct. Um, so, <clears throat> yes, Night Eyes. Uh, we follow uh, Andrew Stevens and Tanya Roberts' character. Uh, she has uh, Warwick Sims, who plays Brian Walker, her asshole uh, husband, who kind of has a falling out uh, with... Uh, with her uh at at the beginning of the film big humiliating uh scene at the beginning at this this house party um and he gets busted just basically banging a girl right there i don't know how like not even trying to not get caught basically and that kind of throws us uh into the action at that point because we're going through a divorce proceeding um and uh, we'll 
will kind of, even though doesn't seem to care about her, he doesn't really want anybody else to have her, and that kind of sets us onto this uh, sordid little story. Um, so, night the the original Night Eyes, and I want to say this is one of these cases where I think I I might have even watched two first because I distinctly remember that VHS and. Then, of course, basically watching almost all of them, uh, or at least the first three. <clears throat> uh, I am also, I saw two first, then I immediately got the first one. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm more of a Shannon Tweed guy than I am a Tanya Roberts guy. Um, and as we go on in this series, I'll kind of explain why. But uh, I think the original, they were still kind of finding their footing going forward i do like the original quite a bit um this is kind of in that uh again for those of you that might just be tuning in for the first time we've explained this on other shows like these aren't soft core you could slap that on these but they're not they're not really what you think these are not these bump and bump and grind uh films that you're probably used to when you hear that term these very much real movies might be a little bit uh, lighter on the uh, skin than you might expect. Uh, these are very comparable so far to the body chemistry films, which do kind of evolve a little bit as you go on. Um, so, so yes, this, these are very couple friendly again. Uh, they're not particularly dirty or anything. You could easily watch this with your girlfriend uh, or wife. Um, and I, I don't think the chemistry was there with, or you can watch them with your security guard too. (laughs) You could watch them with your security guard. Give them some signals. (laughs) (laughs) You ever see night eyes? (laughs) Uh, yeah. And there's a good, good bit of action here too, as well. Uh, like I said, I'm already kind of giving it away. This isn't my favorite of the franchise, but uh, Night Eyes is is interesting because there is a little bit of, uh, you know, recurring uh, characters throughout it. Now, yes, we do have actors playing different roles, but the character of Will Griffith kind of continues throughout this whole franchise versus an Andy Sidaris situation where it's like, well, wait, who are you now? As you go along his filmography, it's just like, okay, so you were the villain in the other one, but now you're the hero. And now she's not the bitter enemy of this girl. She's her sister in this one. Like it's like all over the map. So there's, there's at least some, uh, what are you, what are you even talking about? I got lost in that description. I know. I'm just explaining like Will Griffith. There is like some, some, you know, same guy. You know, I get that, but I, I don't. The other part lost me. <laughs> Andy Sidaris. I know. Like, he you is. know how with the Sidaris films, it would just be like, oh, yeah. I, okay. In my head, I thought these sequels because I haven't watched them in many years. Like totally ignored the others, and I'm like, well, no, not really. These still make sense, other than Shannon Tweed playing uh, a different, a different character. But, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, where are you at with the first one? Was this like? One of the first, well, you're older, so probably not, but was this like one of the early erotic thrillers for you? No, I'm like, because I did say I saw the second one first. Um, 
which made me, you know, go out and see the this one. I don't mm. think I, I don't remember my first erotic thriller, but like the first time me knowing what an erotic yeah. thriller was, like was the night I see. I was like, all right, I understand mm. this is what the genre is. So to me, this is always probably the first one I think of when I'm thinking erotic thrillers is the Night Ice 2. First one that pops to my head, at least. And if it's not specifically that film, it's specifically Shannon Tweed. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I am a fan of the first one, too. I, I It, it kind of lays the groundwork. Um, it was kind of jarring going backwards because... Uh, Would you say uh, a great script? Because there's some some fun like sort of double crosses and twists of the story. These movies do have story. I, I <laughs> would. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And, and that's what makes them enjoyable that they do have story. Um, the only thing drawing watching from the second to the first was um, Will Griffith's accents a lot more Texas in the first one. And it kind of just, it kind of goes away in the second one. And so it kind of threw me off the first time, but it makes sense. He's in LA longer. He loses the accent. So, I'm gonna say we were not there yet, but I I will tell you something that is mind blowing if you didn't catch it as we get deeper into this franchise. But uh, but uh, yeah, I I just there's something about these movies, and obviously, like as a you know young teen, whatever I was uh, earlier than that, uh, getting a hold of them, there was there were reasons. Uh, puberty being the main one but you can even after all these years you can really enjoy these movies just as movies uh they, they're i think extremely entertaining there's a certain formula to them and obviously again we're talking the golden era here where as you go deeper into the 90s it does become more bump and grind which we have an affinity for that as well and we will cover all yeah. those but uh like I've uh, said before, I think 13-year-old us is looking for a different thing in the in this genre now. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Now, watching them with adult eyes, you see how well-made films they are, and which is kind of the reason why we're trying to spotlight them more. Yeah, I had a conversation with a friend of the show, uh, Drew, uh, Devon Graham, uh, about uh, body chemistry not too long ago. And kind of similar, yeah. The, I think these movies have way more fans than people realize, and quite frankly, a lot of these should be getting like more, you know, Blu-ray releases, DVD at the very least, because uh, there's a lot that never even made the jump officially, at least in America, to DVD. And I think it's in they're overlooking the fans out there. A lot of people, when I bring it up, it's like, oh, I remember Body Chemistry. I rented that from my local Ma and Pop. And I think they they underestimate the fans that are out there for these. But, uh, yeah. Um, So I think think the original is a ton of fun. Uh, Jagmundra, say what you will. Like, you know, Hack-A-Lantern has its issues. But this guy always managed to make an entertaining movie. Like, I don't know that there's anything much that I've seen from him that I didn't at least enjoy. And in, in the case of Hack-A-Lantern, it was some of the just the batshit craziness. Uh, maybe it's something not coming from America. There's a lot of happy accidents in his film. Uh, and in this one, I mean, Warwick Sims plays a great sleazeball as, as the sort of husband rock star. He's very, uh, he's very good. I feel his hair, even at this point, it's like, dude... 
you know, it's it's, it's a few years out of date at this point. Uh, but I really enjoyed watching him. Um, the, the scene where he just kind of makes this big spectacle announcing the divorce and everything is really just a ton of fun. Um, <laughs> and Andrew Stevens, really, we argue who the queen of the erotic thriller is, but I can't think of anybody else that I'd put oh, no. above him for the king. He's the, the king. Thriller. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, you could argue for Fred, maybe, but he was only behind the camera. I think that's why yeah. it makes Andrew easy as the, yeah. Okay. If you're if you're going on screen, Andrew Stevens, oh yeah, all the way. He just had his is you know that's just. I mean, not that he didn't have an awesome career aside from that. In fact, yeah. you know, with the uh, with Andrew Stevens, you're more likely to remember him from you know stuff like uh, The Fury or uh, uh, Ten to Midnight with Charles Bronson. I'm sure is one that comes up, yeah. or a lot of his Roger Corman stuff course uh andrew stevens was just so prolific what amazing movie memories he's left for us just across every genre um and just gonna say it's never too late for night eyes five but uh <laughs> there's some potential ideas there i'm um, uh, we'll uh yeah we'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll talk concepts at the end <laughs> Another kind of, I think, Tanya Roberts was a little more conservative about the uh, the nudity that she would do versus Shannon Tweed. Um, although, strangely enough, Shannon Tweed also, in an interview somewhere at one point, always put over, like, well, I never did frontal nudity. And, well, yeah, actually you did. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, so we go on and it's not a body double. So well, we will. Uh, yes, keep, I, I we'll notice it now if it happens. <laughs> uh, so, Todd, where do you kind of fall on this one? It, it, it it's really crazy. Also, some of the side actors that also kept popping up during this erotic thriller craze because we have Larry Poindexter in here, uh, Chick <laughs> Venera. Uh, who have smaller roles here, but would also go on and essentially play what I will call the Andrew Stevens role in other movies that we've covered. Be sure to go back and look at some of our other videos. Um, that, and you know what always, it's the gratuitous like uh, jazz music that we get, oh, the saxophone. Like, an, I don't want to say all of them, but like a lot of them. They love that saxophone <laughs> in the 90s. That's one thing I'm just like, uh... Don't like saxophone, what? Todd? It's very relaxing. It, it was a little overused in the 90s. Now it's kind of a throwback, but yeah, that, that was everywhere. <laughs> But so, yeah, where, where do you, where do you, what, how do you sum up the original? Cause I think uh, we're going to geek out even more as we go along, but that's a good thing. I, I think it's a good entry point and it lays the groundwork <laughs> for the rest of the series. I do enjoy it. I enjoy some of the sequels better mm -hmm. and where I'm sure we'll talk about them. We kind of tell our, what order we like them at the end. Um, but, and my order might've changed actually. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, should, so, we, should we rate it? Might as well. Uh, so I'm four stars still on this one. 
And uh, yeah, I, it's, it's an essential if you want to dive into erotic thrillers. This is one of the biggest hits. Well, 14-year-old Todd, I'm just guessing, gave it a silver star. So I'm going to transfer that to it's a four. There you go. Four sounds good. Um, so yeah, check check this out, guys. Hopefully, hopefully there's somebody out there listening to get these things on Blu-ray. It's a day one purchase. I believe the first three are all with Lionsgate. All right. Well, Lionsgate, get your shit together. There's yeah, please. Uh, all right. So we move. want. Prism Collectors series. Forget yeah. Vestron, right? Take on, yeah, take on Vestron. We, get we, will, we will head up the whole line. We'll, we'll. <laughs> we absolutely, we absolutely will. Uh, yeah. We might even know an expert, too. You have our permission to use any of these podcasts that you want on the Blu-ray. Uh, all right, so Night Eyes 2 coming in at 1991 from this time director Rodney McDonald, who I'll talk about here in a second. Uh, and Night Eyes 2, security expert Will Griffith has been hired to secure the mansion of South American expatriate Hector Mahenes, uh, who has had attempts made on his life uh, upon the insistence who has had attempts on his life upon the insistence of his American wife, Marilyn, played by arguably the queen of the erotic thriller, Shannon Tweed. It's always a battle of the Shannons. I'm putting Tanya Roberts below the Shannons, personally. Uh, this is also one that Andrew Stevens was a writer on. So uh, he's, uh, once again, not just in front of the camera. Uh, he's behind it as well. Very talented guy. Um, and so the director, Rodney McDonald, also very, very prolific, uh, when it comes to the erotic thriller genre, but he did some other things as well. Um, I mean, really not as many movies overall, but, uh, he made a mark with ultimate desire scorned to, which that's a big series. Uh, he later, and he also, uh, returned for night eyes Four. um, but also kind of uh, actually really when I look not as prolific as, as I thought, but made uh, Sonic Impact, which was a, an iced tea action disaster movie. He did some. Well, that's by why you thought he was so prolific. He he got to work with iced tea. Yeah, that you just kind of quit after that. <laughs> Once you get to work with iced tea, it's like, eh. Well, this Marvel shit, I already worked with Ice-T. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he also he did Sonic Impact with Ice-T. He did some work with uh, UFO on some sci-fi films like Deep Core, uh, Nautilus, which I remember that being a, a solid little sci-fi film. Uh, some action stuff like Surface to Air, Fallout, Steel Sharks. Uh, you may not have done, you know, a Fred Olin Ray or Jim Wynorski level of films, but uh, he made his mark. And more often than not, I think I, I remember liking all those movies. So uh, he gave yeah. us Night Eyes too. That alone, Night Eyes too might be the highlight. So here's where I think the series really hits its stride. I think this is an awesome movie. And talk about the chemistry first, because uh, I am going to talk the very fascinating cast in this one but the uh the chemistry with uh andrew stevens and his partner tim russ who plays jesse younger who would go on to fame not too long after this uh those two are hilarious together 
I was like, they could just go off and do like, maybe we do a, a side adventure where it's just like an action comedy. Like let's, let's do a lethal weapon knockoff with those <laughs> two. Uh, so Tim Russ, you Star Trek fans will remember he went on very shortly after this to play Tubak in Star Trek Voyager. So if you if you've ever if you're a Trekkie out there listening to this and you were ever like, man, I would have loved to have seen Tuvok fuck. You get to see Tuvok fuck in this one. Uh, and that, there goes the classiness of this one. Well, I'm sorry. It can only be so classy. The movies are classy. I never said I was. Um, so yeah. You see two box ass in this. There's something for the ladies. There you go. Uh, Rodney McDonald, if he were here, I'm sure he would say you're welcome. Um, so this movie's just... The magic, I thought, really just happened with this one. Not just the chemistry between uh, Andrew Stevens and Tim Russ, but the amazing chemistry that he had with Shannon Tweed, which uh, carries on to the other films they did together. But here, I, I think it's the best display I've ever seen. Uh, at a certain point, it almost feels like you you could be watching a rom com. That bookstore scene <laughs> where there there's a really funny scene in a bookstore where they're flirting with each other, but there's this dorky dude <laughs> that, that thinks Shannon Tweed is trying to like signal to him. I thought that that was just great. Um, this I love this movie so much. Out of the four. Uh, it's the one that I remembered the most. I was like, yeah, this is gold. And we also get crossover. John O'Hurley, who, of course, everybody knows from Seinfeld. I think he even hosted Family Feud at one point. Uh, he, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think one of the later ones. Uh, he's he's has a small role in here as a detective. He's popped up uh, in these, these films as well. Um, we're getting, you know, this one's, I think, a, a sexier film than one. And again, that depends on the person. You might disagree. That just depends on your tastes. But uh, uh, it's another one that's very story-driven, but it gives you a little bit of, of everything. And, man, I laughed. I was invested. I cared about the characters. And, um, yeah. Yeah, this is just a great movie. It's a great movie. If anybody ever says, like, all oh, these things are just about the nudity, I'm like, hey, go watch Night Eyes 2. That is a damn fine movie. And it's still not that heavy on on nudity compared to other things, but it gives you more than enough. And I fucking love this one, Todd. If there were a Hall of Fame for erotic thrillers, Night Eyes 2 has to be in there. Oh, it's it's first one in there. I'm not even yeah, the, the, this okay. I'm a, the one thing like I, I brought up the accent earlier because mm -hmm. the Texas a accent disappears. I do like the nice touch of we get a shot of his cowboy boots under the table when she's playing with the foot, just so there's that continuity. So <laughs> I, I really did I like that. I caught that. Um and you brought up the Mr. Peterson um, or Peterman. So, like, the thing about this one, like, I was a security guard because of this movie. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a security guard. It was nothing like Night Eyes, unfortunately. <laughs> there was one time it was, yeah, but I was like, oh, no. But <laughs> so, yeah, so this this almost gave me a career that I was like, yeah, that's not for me. Speaking of John O'Hurley, could you imagine if Seinfeld were an erotic thriller? 
what's the deal with these titties? Okay, I don't know was, if that was a good song. It was bad. It was it, bad. I tried, Todd. It's I that that is. I was gonna say something else positive about what's Night Eyes. Or Craig. Uh, well, yes, I love Night Eyes too. Um, like I said, it's really like it's not my first erotic thriller, but it's what really when I knew what the genre was. Like mm-hmm. this is what it is, and I want more. And immediately got the first one and really jumped in into the genre. So I knew if Shannon Tweed was on it, all right, I gotta get it. Mm-hmm. So and I'll tell you a little bit of Todd history on this one. Back when he used to make movies as a youngster. Just hold it like this, see if it sticks to your hand, Todd. Is that your original VHS? Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well you didn't think you know that. I keep I keep the plastic on so it's just... uh, um but so when I was a kid I, I one of the movies I made it was like basically our stay tuned ripoff where you like go in different movies and stuff. Uh-huh. There's there's one part I used footage of Night Eyes and I'm like laying out there. <laughs> Maybe if I find it, I'll let you see it, Dan. Yeah, I do need to see this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll let you see that in person on the 22nd. I'm just saying I unearthed a uh, a clip from Curse of the Undead Crack Horror that you've gotten to see. So I haven't gotten you to see me. it. You have it. I sent it to you, Todd. Oh, well, we'll have to talk later. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I everything about it, like, I mean, you nailed it. This, it, to me, this is the definitive erotic thriller. I mean, everything about it from the artwork, the unrated artwork. The mm, other artwork's a little yeah. more clean. Um, but yeah, just such a good, fun I love it. It, about it, it is. Thing. There's there's so much to it. Um revisiting a lot of these, and there, there are some obscure ones that are great as well, but uh which we'll I, get I, to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're gonna just keep going. Uh this is one like I guess if you've been following these shows, and I may have said it about others, but man, this is a great entry point. It really is to sort of say, like, yeah, that was. I had a lot of fun with that movie, aside from you know the obvious. Uh, Shannon Tweed is timeless. Like, she is still beautiful, man. Yeah. Like, she's she's in her sixties now, and she looks like you know she's she's in her thirties. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. She's a beautiful woman. Um, and again, this just has everything I love about it. The the plot turns, the double crosses. Uh, there's so much going on, and it's wild how well these hold up. I love these these movies so much. And Night Eyes Two might be might be a contender. Maybe I have to revisit everything to say it is the best. But within its genre, Night Eyes Two is tops. Yeah, for sure. So that so from there it had a uh, big shoes to fill when we got Night Eyes three. I remember being so excited. Well, do we want to rate this or are we? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Let's rate it, and I'll go into that story. Good point. I'm five. Five. Uh, let, let's guess. Let's see the color on this one. It's a gold. So what's that make it? <laughs> that is a five. five. <laughs> Todd and his gold star. Uh, that's the only one. I, I Apparently, I aged out of it by the time I got to three. <laughs> just putting ran, random stars. It's like, <laughs> I can just picture like your mom just like, uh, you know, oh. I noticed Todd is gold starring anything with titties. 
I know. See, my mom knew. She she'd see me watch this one a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and being super excited when this one came out because I was a video store kid. So I'd go through and look at the the magazines that had all the street dates mm. and stuff. So yeah, I remember yeah. that page. I was like, oh shit. So I was super excited. And of course, there was the unrated version again. Yeah. So we it's got little... Night Ice 3. There you go. It's coming into frame. So, Dan, why don't you tell us about it before we talk about it? Honestly, probably equally sexy artwork, um, given some yeah. for the ladies, too, with Andrew. Um, all right. So, 1993's Night Eyes 3, uh, which is this time helmed by writer and director Andrew Stevens. There we go. And in this one... Security uh, security guard Will Griffith falls for a famous TV actress he is hired to protect while dealing with mobsters who want him to sell out his business to them. Uh, this this one is also notable for co-starring Tracy Tweed, sister of Shannon Tweed, as Dana Gray, who is her her co-star slash rival for the TV show that uh they are on together which uh yeah it's it's hilarious um so like i said going back and watching this again and the tv show is sweet justice which should have uh should have been an actual actual tv show because uh, that would have been awesome to have the tweed sisters together um so this this does doesn't really re I mean, it, it does have continuity in the sense that, uh, uh, you know, we've got Will Griffith. It's still kind of, it doesn't like unmake any of the other movies. We've just got Shannon Tweed playing somebody different, which is, is fine. Uh, they still have insane chemistry that carries over to this. They were just, they were a winning uh, duo together. Uh, as we get to this point you definitely start seeing more and more as far as the skin one of my personal favorites and it's hard to put any anyone over the shannons but one of my personal favorites maybe one of maybe a top five most beautiful woman in film history i absolutely love her and she's one of the best actresses in a lot of these movies uh monique parent uh, who plays a small role legitimately at least for my taste, one of the most beautiful women to ever walk the earth. <laughs> like, in, uh, wow. Um, and she has a small little role here. It's kind of uh, steamy. Because in this one, uh, Shannon Tweed's character, Zoe Claremont, is dealing with uh, her uh, boyfriend, right? I don't think they were married. Uh, boyfriend who is sort of like a NFL burnout. His career is just sort of just gone to shit and he's kind of a hanger on using her for for her money and in this one her kicking him out sort of ties into all of this stuff with uh will griffith the uh, install because again even our heroes in erotic thrillers it kind of have a bad side it's like yeah you know i'm filming i'm putting hidden cameras to film you but uh I'm still the romantic lead and you're still going to fall in love with me. Uh, so, yeah, kind of similar 
set up as far as the asshole has the asshole boyfriend uh goes and uh this one once again like i said just the chemistry is amazing uh also really cool seeing the scenes with shannon tweed and her sister there's a really funny moment where she just punches her sister and I mean, <laughs> you could pretty much see the smiles there and just how much fun i think they were having uh making this now i'm don't cheat and look it up are okay. you aware of because you probably wouldn't be but are you aware of who the daughter who the actress that plays uh andrew steven's daughter is um i am not allison mack oh, oh and, you know i knew she i okay i knew she was in it i didn't realize that was her okay and if you're unfamiliar allison mack went on to fame for uh, uh playing one of the main roles on smallville uh among other things after well among some other things but she's also unfortunately known as uh one of the nexium cult leaders um not the top guy but unfortunately she was the one that was like procuring uh, a lot of ladies she was convicted i think she's in jail right now i'm not really That's sure what, where that you know those are the among other things i was speaking of yeah among other bad not good things <laughs> oh man um <laughs> Um, so, uh, oh, go ahead, Todd. Uh, for me, it's funny because it didn't. I like this one a lot better now than I did. Like, I never disliked it, but I always thought it was like not as good as the second one because the second one was so high up for me. Watching it this time, I'm, the little issues I had here and there were gone, and I just had a great time with it. Um, again, not that I ever didn't like it, but I think. I had a lot more fun than I ever have with it. So I was really happy with that. It's not two, but it's close now. It, you know what? Like it, it's maybe I prefer to, but it's not a big drop off or no. anything. I mean, uh, yeah. it, it still feels pretty close to uh, on par <laughs> with two. Um, it, it has every, it doesn't lose any of the magic uh, as as far as I'm concerned. Um, and you know, with, with these movies, there's certain plot developments that some people may look at and think are, are ridiculous, but I, I think it all adds to the fun. Uh, it's it's kind of not an entirely dead uh, genre, but mostly dead. Like we really don't get these very often anymore. Yes. Um, you know, actually, Asylum, there's a couple from Asylum that kind of uh, are the most recent examples that I can that I can think of. Uh, this also has a great finale. Shannon Tweed gets a lot to do here. She gets to do a little bit of action, comedy. She's got the romance going on with uh, with Andrew Stevens character. She's got the connection that she has with uh, Allison Mack, the daughter. Um this is just a really good movie. And again, on the erotic front, correct me if I'm wrong, but I sure as hell saw full Shannon Tweed uh, nudity, including frontal nudity. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'll notice from now on. I didn't. Yes. Yeah. Well, Dan, Flesh Wound Dan rec remembers these okay. things. Okay. I'm um, sure you, Mr. Dan, so, I mean, skinned it. 
<laughs> I didn't have to. I saw it right on the big screen. Um, yeah. Again, just they don't make them like this anymore. Sound like a broken record, but they don't. They just don't make them like this anymore. Uh, I had an absolute blast with three. It, it holds up. If anything, yeah, as you go along, it does up the, the skin. So uh, uh, there's that. Um, it's a very, it's another, I'd say essential, I'd say the whole franchise is pretty much essential to be honest, at least up to three. We'll see how we feel about four. A late entry into the game. Yes. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very only Really. It's not that it's only three years, but. Yeah, but a lot had changed. Yeah, it, it was a long three years if you were in that era. So why don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. Unfortunately, wait, did we rate three? Did I did I do it again? You did it again, Todd. But <laughs> go ahead and rate it. Um, three. I am. Oh, it's, I want to give it a five, but it's right under. But you know what? Because it's so close, I think I, I'm going to give it a five. Also, I'm still a five. If you like these movies. Uh, the, these types of film that, yeah, it's still like way up there near the top. It really is. And I think Andrew Stevens is a great director. Uh, so there you go. And uh, just remember the good times when it comes to Allison Mack. Uh, try and just like after Smallville, maybe just like, let's just pretend that, yeah, nothing else. Like she lived happily ever after and never became a cult figurehead (laughs) so moving on to the fourth film with returning rodney mcdonald as director from 1996 night eyes for fatal passion so um so a few things uh about well i'll read the synopsis first So successful psychologist Dr. Angela Cross puts in a new burglar alarm system in her home due to some threats she received. Steve Caldwell and Will Griffith install her system, and after Will gets shot during a burglary attempt, Jeff and Angela have a hot relationship going until another break-in at her house. This is a really weird description, too, so I'm sorry. But uh, Angela has some secrets from her past that could be exposed if this stolen tapes are viewed all right so sorry i don't have like the vhs tapes like todd so i'm trying to get the best synopsis i can uh so once again though similar setup with this there you go there you go i wonder i wonder which tape is like i feel like that might be one of the more valuable ones because this is like that weird era like we're still a couple years out from dvd Uh, there is a dvd of this though okay yeah. So two it, actually. Yeah. Nice, but. nice, nice. Uh so a lot changed in the three years in between movies here. Um this is not the golden era. There's a lot of stuff from this era that I like a lot. So it, it but objectively, no, it, it it's the budget's shrunk. These certainly weren't grossing like 30 million dollars on uh on video like they did um so first off i want to talk a little bit because we don't have shannon tweed in this one which is kind of surprising because she's still very 
active at this point. Uh, it might have just been a budgetary sort of thing. But she uh, is replaced. Well, not replaced because it's a different character. But Dr. Angela Cross is played by Paula Barbieri, uh, who is uh, famous for being O.J. Simpson's girlfriend at one point. Former girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> former. Well, yes. I don't know. Maybe they reunited. Right. Uh, but that's that's one thing that she's essentially known for. Uh, she was a playboy uh, playmate, I believe. Uh, movie output, not a whole lot. There, This is was actually her last film. She was on uh, the Red Shoe Diaries TV series and uh, did a few other things. Not much of note, but... Uh, there is a piece of trivia that she broke up with O.J. Simpson on the day of the murder. Oh. Well, it's her fault. Never mind. That's a bad joke. Bad joke. I'm sorry, and I don't mean it. <laughs> I don't mean it. That was mean. Uh, but beautiful woman. Absolutely stunningly beautiful woman. Not a very good actress. Unfortunately, this is kind of where the, yeah, the quality, there's definitely a quality decrease at this point. Um, this is also notable for an early appearance from Casper Van Dien, uh, who I believe had shot not long before this, right around the same time, Beastmaster 3. Uh, very new, of course, just a year later, he would go on to find fame in Starship Troopers, and uh, he would play Tarzan and Tarzan in the Lost City, and uh, to this day, probably one of the reigning Sci-Fi Channel original kings, because he's been in a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, so that's the other uh, casting uh, of note in this. Chick Benera, once again, pops up as a different character. Uh, he's been in a lot of these we get a sort of very very brief uh Jacqueline LaBelle uh appearance in here uh, who mm -hmm. also uh at least she's definitely a uh one of the queens of flesh wound after dark <laughs> for yeah, she, sure. she's definitely a soft core girl she's a soft core girl yeah uh and also in my opinion one of the greatest soft core films of all time the first femalian yeah that it will have to talk the Femalian movies at one point because I absolutely uh, love her in that and her full moon stuff in general. Yeah, all that full moon stuff, which is not, you know, not soft core. There is some skin, but yeah, yeah she's from a great period of those, those films too. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, I totally forgot that she was even in this. Uh, so Andrew Stevens at this point, uh, I think was like kind of trying to pass the torch to a new character. Obviously we didn't get any more after this. And uh, I, I think uh, Jeff uh, uh, Trachta, I'm not sure how to say his name. He's fine. I have no real complaints with him as an actor. Uh, I wish uh, Paula Barbieri was a little bit better because she's just not great. She was pretty um, to look at though. I have no complaints. Pretty to look at, not complaining about any of the, um erotic scenes that she was a, a part of in this uh but there's no doubt like i don't think any fans of these would be like you know what four is my favorite i don't think that person exists quite frankly or maybe they do and you can as always be sure to leave comments <laughs> where you fall with these movies but uh 
It also has this, I don't know, this is like a personal taste thing. There's nothing erotic about eating food off of another person. Uh, well, Dan, you already uh, have a food thing going, but it's not my thing. But you like are, you go hard the other way. Depends. But like, okay, I, I, I've, I've, Dan, I, I have used Dan, whipped don't, cream don't, and shit don't, before. Don't, it depends. Dan, stop. Move along. What? I'm going to give you a detailed rundown, Todd. That's that's what Flesh Wind After Dark's all about. All right, that's fine. I'll tell Todd off air about uh, uh, the the cream play. Uh, all right, I've got a cream play for you to read. Uh, so I don't have a whole lot to say about this one, to be perfectly honest. Just nothing works as well as the other films. There's no chemistry there. It's it's similar. There's still like the double cross the double crosses and plot twist it's not an awful watch but this is even for like this this point when we're out of the golden era it's not particularly memorable um i could kind of see why this was a swan song for her which i mean imagine when this was being made though too this is like right in the middle of that oj trial pretty much because that was what 95 depending where they when they film this like she might have been going through some shit at the at the moment i think that was 96 though but <clears throat> well maybe the trial was 96 i feel like 95 maybe the crime. Maybe it was i it's I, yeah my memories go well i'm a little different on this one i was never really a fan of this one but mm. upon this watching I, I did really have a lot more fun this time <clears throat> definitely you know a little step down from the other two um, but I mean, I was always like, well, we don't have any of the other cast regulars. So that was always kind of a bummer. Mm -hmm. But I mean, because you have Andrew Stevens for a bit. But this viewing, um, I don't know. It just felt like it, I was okay with the, you know, the, the new cast, I guess now from like almost 30 years ago. But um, oh, I do believe we have something special at the end of the show. Yes. Um, and it's it's not my favorite, but I I had a lot uh, a lot more fun this time. I I think well we'll say what our orders are. Don't but, um, you think like at least that by the end of this, like, and it obviously would have gone deeper into the softcore realm, but this would have made a great TV series. And that's where you we know, were going to get to when we get to our future of the franchise. I was going to yeah yeah like. You know, this is the era of stuff like Passion Cove, Hotel Exotica. See, uh, you could even get away with a USA Silk Stockings type show with this format, too. You could if you wanted to. I mean, we uh, prefer the other way. But I'm saying, like, of that yeah. era, th and that's what this one feels like to me. And I think that's why I kind of like, all right, I, I kind of got into it this time. Because it does kind of feel like an episode of something like one of those shows from the era. Mm. Where the other ones don't, because they have that star power that this one doesn't. Yeah, and like even on like a TV show, maybe you'd get like one of the names from the the movie to come on for a little brief camp. So it even has that kind of feel to it. So I think that's why I kind of like all right. Um, but yeah, and it it and that's when I was thinking like this would make a a fun TV show, and it's I like thought. You they know, like, watch but actually show the boobs <laughs> well yes like i said there's two ways to do it 
you can do the pay TV route, or you can do the, like I said, yeah. USA. Baywatch. You can just see like Andrew Stevens and Shannon Tweed running on the beach, like in the open. <laughs> well, like uh, it have to be like a beach town where they're just like dealing with like cheating could be... spouses and. Next on the USA Network after Monday Night Raw, Night Eyes. Pet. <laughs> How happy would you be? <laughs> on this on this episode, Pat Morita is abusing his trophy wife. <laughs> oh, it's like Mr. Miyagi, like you've never seen him before. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been. I, I and I still think that concept, like the whole concept of the franchise, you can still do something. Like that concept still works, yeah. um, even like on a big budget. I mean, you you have you know that chase and stalk stuff elements in there. Um, yeah, I'd love to see another something else. You know, a, a remake, a continuation. Not that you know something that doesn't harm continuity. Can you um, imagine Pat Morita yeeting Julie Strain over the kitchen counter? <sighs> You and Pam, okay. Um, no, I don't know. Going. Like, just by that point, late 90s, Pat Marita might have guessed it on this show. <sighs> I lost my trip. Actually, Julie's got the height advantage there. She yeah, got the best. Of um, sorry for my nonsense. No, no. The, um, what, what would you rate the, the, the final entry? I'm a two and a half. This is just kind of middle of the road stuff for me. All right, uh, I, I'm a th- I'm a three. I, I like this one a lot more this time. So, um, order of the franchise. I'm just gonna guess yours is the same as mine, which would be two. Yeah, three, three, one, and four. You could yeah. kind of figure that out as you were going along. Bro. Yeah, that's uh, I I figured we'd be, we'd be on part on that one. Um. <laughs> And I could see three growing. Maybe it could overtake two. I don't know. There's so much, sem- there's so much, you know, nostalgia for two. I don't think it actually would. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it, it's. And I, you know what? I don't see any reason we can't have these films again. No. I mean, yeah, they were classy films up to a point. So. All right, yeah. and now the other thing, because we normally do have our merchandise segment. So we got a little bit of merchandise, kind of. Yes, well, it's merchandise. I mean, it, it's something like of that. Um, from the director of We Kill for Love Doc, Anthony Penta. He sent us something cool. So I haven't even opened it yet because I figured I got him in time for the show. Let's just open it up on the show. Go ahead. Nice, nice. All right. Here we go. Uh oh. Let's see. It's Christmas morning right now. Oh, I love that. We got I'm our be night. A, I'm gonna be a dork and it's gonna like go on my like leather jacket. Yeah. My security wanna, jacket. Put it on the sleeve. Yeah, those are very cool. Thank <laughs> you very much, Anthony. And once again, Anthony's documentary, We Kill <clears throat> for Love. You can follow at We Kill for Love on Instagram. And it's also, uh, you can look it up on Facebook. And it's going to be playing at the Overlook Film Festival, March 30th to April 2nd. So that was very cool of him. So 
These are all, Dan. Yours will be safe till you're out in California in a month. So I'm I'm not going to put them on my sleeves and drive around with both. Of them. <laughs> May have to have Pugs make one of those uh, jackets for me, where oh, I can put that on. I'm just gonna yeah, just I'm that. just gonna live my life from now on as Will Griffith. <laughs> Why do you think I went to the security? It wasn't right. It's like, damn it. <laughs> Shannon Tweed never once tried to fuck me. God damn it. Damn you, Gene Simmons. <laughs> but just, no, a I... <laughs> just a weird old lady who asked me to look for a cat and try to grab my ass. That's it. Uh, um, but... <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we will definitely be covering that doc. We'll be talking a lot about it because I think uh, I, I love a good doc in general. But this is a, a period that I'm really glad somebody finally uh, decided to tell that story. And I, I think it'll hopefully have ignite some reinterest in a lot of these films. Um, I know yeah. people complained about the, the length of like some of those In Search of Darkness documentaries. I want it as long as all of them. It could be a 10 hour documentary. I'll be fine. <laughs> I don't care. <sighs> yes. Yes. Uh, I, I could watch an eight hour doc on this stuff. I really could. Uh, so yeah, got to beat, we got to beat uh, crystal Lake memories or whatever that was called. And <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I agree. It's time, for, it's time for the erotic thriller to rise. So if you're in the area, we highly recommend you check that out. Uh, also, guys, before we clear out here, we've got more After Dark content coming soon. I think we've got Body of Influence and a bunch of other things dropping. Um, we will also uh, be sure to tune in for you horror fans to our live show, which is usually Wednesday, sometimes Tuesday, depends, but usually Wednesday, Flesh Wound Horror Live. We'll be and back to Wednesday next week. Yes, we do all kinds of stuff, so be sure to check it all out, and uh, be sure, if you're in the area, check out this doc. I am dying to watch it. It is like, I'm not kidding when I say my most anticipated movie right now. No, I, I'm with you on that. I can't wait to see this thing. And when I'm down there in April, I'm we're just going to wear these badges everywhere. <laughs> we're not. We, we are. will not. Totally. We promise. <laughs> we absolutely positively are. Night Eye Security. Then... Yes, I'll be Will Griffith. <laughs> I make the most sense as an erotic thriller lead, so you know I'll be Will. Uh, where do we put? Uh, God, I'd say we could. Is it racist if I make Pugs Tim Russ? Because I don't know of anybody else that he could be. It's coincidental. Okay, so, but it's a great character, so there you go. Hopefully a better end for Pugs, though. Um, Todd, I don't know who you would be. You get to pick who you would be. I'm going to be Will Griffith, too. <laughs> there you go, you're Steve. There'll be two of them. <laughs> all right, guys, so on that note, thank you so much. Be sure to check out all our other Flesh Wound After Dark shows if you're fans of these movies, the ones we've done and the ones that are still coming. And on that note, good night. Oh, good, e yeah. good evening.